Hello, 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 and welcome on in to another edition of Magical Monday on the Monorail Minute podcast. My name is Clayton, your host, and today is Monday, June 12th, 2023. I hope everybody had a great weekend, and I hope you're ready for another fantastic episode of Magical Mondays on the show. As I've said this a couple different times, this is undoubtedly my favorite episode to record because we get the privilege in this episode to go through some simply incredible stories. And if you haven't listened to any of the previous iterations of Magical Monday, I would highly recommend to go back and do so. We've really, to this point, focused on stories that come from the guest point of view and highlight what we call the Disney difference, as I'm sure you've heard it referred to before. It's just simply incredible things that make Disney what it is. And a lot of those come in the form of magical moments between Disney cast members and guests. And so we've covered that for the first couple weeks. Today we are going to flip things quite a bit. And we are going to be only covering stories that involve the cast member perspective. So whether this is going to be heartwarming moments or just interesting Disney behind the scene facts or secrets cool events or things like that that cast members experienced it's really going to be all of the above that i just mentioned there so please i encourage you to sit back and relax and kick off your monday with another great episode of magical mondays on the show the very first story that we'll get to is coming from reddit and the user's name is evening-career7325, and this was a post from just about two years ago, and I'm now going to quote what they shared. They say, During the construction of Pandora at Animal Kingdom, a very beloved superintendent passed away on the project of an immediate heart attack. Mid-sentence, and while opening the door to the construction trailer, George Burke just died. The project was very affected by this. His knowledge of the work that needed to be done was deep and irreplaceable. His laughter and personality was loved by all 1,400 workers that were there. A couple years after he passed, we were finishing the project and found the perfect way to pay homage to George. They invited his family to the middle of an active construction site to let them view it. George's red hard hat with the black Nordic cross on top was attached to the rock work in the middle of the flowing river, to the left of the entrance of Flight of Passage, and plastered over. The family, friends, and a few Imagineers were the only people there. Only we can point out where the hard hat is underneath the plaster, theming, and plants. I revisit the spot every time I go back to Pandora. And they put then a smiley face and say, peace. So, to recap, just simply incredible... It sounds, of course, like a horrible experience, very unfortunate tale about Mr. Burke unfortunately losing his life to a heart attack. Sounds like he was a beloved individual by many, but what is honestly incredible about this is that Disney hid his hard hat, of course, inside the the pandora foliage and rock work and all of that kind of stuff and of course if i'm sure anyone listening has gone past that area i'm guessing or 
for some, I'm sure it's many, many, many times. They've, of course, been amazed or awed, put in awe by the beauty of Pandora. And yeah, behind a secret section of that is George's hard hat. And I think, of course, that's the furthest thing from common knowledge. And I thought this was a very cool first story, quite heart- heartwarming. And I'm it's honestly incredible that they honored George this way. But just to know that things like this are happening in, in the parks and frankly, yeah, uh, 99.999% of people have absolutely no idea. I think that's pretty cool and why I thought this would be a great story to start off with. Story number two is very, very, very different, but certainly one that caught my eye. This one came from Reddit, and honestly, probably all of these are going to come from Reddit just because it's a great forum, honestly, for for stories like this and great place to find just, uh, you know, uh, questions like this get answered, whether it's from posts that are threads that are started by cast members and they kind of do an ask me anything type thing or it's just a thread of people telling stories like this so reddit is a great place to check out so um story number two that we'll go to is from a reddit user named honey bonita 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 it's spelled h-o-n-e-y-b-u-n-h-i-t-t-a and this person said i worked in reservations They give you a name that is not your own, and you better use it. My name is not Robin Lee, but in Disney Reservations, it was. And that's all they wrote, but quick reflection on that. I was at first shocked to think, oh, interesting. Why would Disney give this person a name to use that's not their own? And I thought that was, that's kind of odd. But the more I think about it, if you know you work in a call center or something along those lines i mean maybe it's just for privacy reasons maybe they don't want people that you're talking on the phone with about scheduling their vacation and travel plans and all that kind of stuff maybe it, they don't want you to be able to be searched down on social media or you know address phone number personal details kind of thing i don't know but I don't have a whole ton else to say on this other than I was just sort of surprised to hear this. But in hindsight, I guess it does make some sense to maintain privacy. But yeah, that's interesting. I guess that makes me wonder, like, if you were to call the number for Disney reservations right now, would the if you say you talk to Carol on the phone, let's just say, would that be her real name or not? So um, quite interesting there and honestly just kind of thought provoking in general about the use of real names versus fake names all right and then on to the next story this one comes in from a user named incognito whale and they write former walt disney world merchandise cast member here was on the disney college program last fall i worked primarily in the star tours gift shop tatooine traders This is one of my best stories. We had several autographed pictures behind the counter. Luke, Han, Leia, and Chewie was $10,000. I was on the register near the pictures when this older gentleman asked me how much the centerpiece was. I told him, $10,000, sir. He looked at me and said, that would look great in my theater room. How many do you have in stock? I said, two, including the one on display. He said, perfect. I'll take both. The total after taxes was a bit over $20,000. I was a bit flustered swiping that credit card. 
I know there are some rich people out there, but never really got to see something like this firsthand. My favorite part is that I offered to ship it home for him, and he said, no thanks, I brought my plane with me. <laughs> Very funny, wild story. I, oof, if I would not know what to say. I think I would just be in shock if I was this cast member. So, interesting story there. Next story is a quick one. It's part of a broader post, but I will pick one of the couple stories that they've told because I've seen a couple different stories like this one about what it's like either doing maintenance or cleaning up or leaving at the end of the night. Um, One that I saw previously was about someone that worked on the Kilimanjaro Safari attraction in Walt Disney World and what it was like just where it was pitch black and hearing the sounds of the different animals and that being quite frightening in the wee hours of the morning or late hours of the night when it's much 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 more quiet than it is during the day obviously Um, but this one is in a similar vein so I figured I would at least read this one this one comes in from a user on reddit named bkb spelled the letter b the letter k and then b-e-e they said got deployed and in parentheses they put they needed people so they moved me there to animal kingdom for a week i was at the dinosaur ride as merchandise and was leaving a night when everything was stocked and clean forgot where i was for a second when i heard screeching noises they still hadn't turned off the dinosaur noises and it was pitch black outside so <laughs> this person not used to working in the animal kingdom it sounds like obviously why would they ever think that you know not late at night i don't know if it's 9 10 11 o'clock something like that and it's dark there's not that many people around and then all of a sudden out of nowhere you hear the loud shriek or screech as they say of a dinosaur man i would be absolutely terrified <laughs> i think of all of the different parks animal kingdom at night would probably freak me out the most if i had to say i don't know i'll think about it but anyway i i just i this one maybe not the most exciting but i think i just really felt the the fright for this person putting myself in in their shoes i'm sure that was quite creepy to hear and honestly i would have to think just in general being inside a park at night where it's just so eerily quiet when it's you know you're so used to just a packed loud congested atmosphere and then all of a sudden it's just dark and there's nobody i'm sure just being there in general is probably pretty creepy all right, and then I think we have time for one more story, I would say. This one's a little bit of a longer one, and then we will close us out with a quick of a, a little bit of a quick PSA, which, frankly, it's something that I should probably have mentioned sooner, but that is all right. This one comes in from a Reddit user named Unicorn Corn Unique, and they write, Also as a tidbit, when we would have a protein spill on my ride... And they put in parentheses, a slowish ride at Hollywood Studios. The custodians would ride with it to clean it since we couldn't afford to take the vehicle out of the lineup and it was faster just to block it off and have them clean it during the six minute ride. Very quick aside before I keep going. Um, Disney cast members refer to 
um, vomit or throw up as being a protein spill. That's like the code that they use to indicate what that is. So this person's saying that when there's been, well, I'm guessing, I don't know if they work there still, but when there previously at least was someone that would throw up on their given ride, the custodians would ride the actual ride and clean things up simultaneously because they couldn't afford, according to this person, to take that ride out of, or that vehicle out of the lineup. And so I'll, I'll keep going. So back to what they said. That also applied to one time a grown man pooped his pants and left some of it behind on the seat. Granted, we, we were ride stopped for like five minutes and the guy had probably waited like 90 minutes in line. But still, his wife stayed behind to yell at us because the ride had stopped. And because of that, he had to poop himself. So it sounds like the ride was stopped because of some kind of techno tech issue or breakdown or accommodating a guest or something like that and it sounds like a grown adult had an accident on the ride and she this person continued to say we just called the custodian to do a ride along and clean it and didn't let people get into that vehicle until she was finished so wow there's a lot there that i want to go through but I'm going to actually go on to a question and then another response from the same person because I think the rest of this is interesting. So someone read that, that I just, what I just read to you and asked, wait, are you telling me they clean while on the ride? Like I'm entertaining the idea of getting to enjoy the rides while getting paid. And then she put in parentheses and clutching soiled cleaning supplies. And then the original poster then replied and they said, If it's possible, then yes. At least at my attraction, we were so busy that it wasn't feasible to send a vehicle to the back just for a protein spill because there are other vehicles that would need to be rotated out first. It took less time and was more efficient to just load the other rows of that vehicle and block that row from being loaded when it comes back around again until it could be cleaned. So yeah, they would bring their cleaning supplies and wait on the unload dock, and she puts in parentheses, the exit side of the vehicle, until it came around again and then get in and clean for the six-minute ride. Efficiency is one of the four keys at Disney, after all. Everything is about maximizing efficiency and getting as many people through the ride as possible. So, wow. Um, Quite the story there. I don't like the sound of other people in the vehicle having to still go on the attraction when that cleaning is happening. I think there's a lot of stuff here. Man, there's a lot that I want to reflect on. I think in general, the f- I guess I get it to some degree. It doesn't make sense to close the whole ride, but you would think they would still do that when someone throws up or has some kind of accident like that on a ride. I'm... I guess not entirely surprised, but it probably depends on the attraction. I would look up to try to try to do some research and figure out what ride this person is talking about, but I don't necessarily know if I want to know the answer or if I want to spread that answer around. But regardless, it it sounds like this must have been a little bit more of a slower moving attraction, I would have to think. And it also just kind of sounds like I would have to assume that it wouldn't 
if this would happen, it wouldn't impact other people, at least in any sort of a significant way. Because I would feel like if you're sitting next to or in a row behind or in front of something like this that happened, I would think you would certainly be affected. So I'm sure, or at least I would hope and assume that Disney does this in a way that is slightly better than it sounds in these posts. But wow, that's that's just pretty shocking to me in general but i think yeah like i keep saying some of that makes sense i get it but wow and then let's see any last things on this no i don't think so um i think the one thing that i do just want to mention related to this story but really to all of them especially with these i'm not saying anybody's lying or accusing any of embellishing or anything like that but with i just think i would be remiss not to at least give some kind of a caveat for our magical monday episodes because you have to keep in mind these are all stories coming from other people and you don't necessarily know if they're completely true or not and so like for example I read someone give, you know what, I won't go into all the details because I don't want things to be more confusing out there, but it was essentially about a sort of secret detail about how a special effect within Space Mountain works. And there was, this was really kind of spread pretty significantly and I saw it get talked about on different shows and things like that, but it actually ended up just being completely untrue. So I do just want to say, please take this all with a grain of salt. I feel like I've tried to select things that seem credible, but again, you never know necessarily where some kind of secret comes from, especially something from someone that, you know, didn't experience something for themselves. So like, obviously the story of the the cast member that was leaving Animal Kingdom, the, that story that we talked about. Obviously, that happened. I'm sure they definitely were leaving at night and, and got spooked by the the sound of the dragon roars. Or, uh, dragon roars, the dinosaur roars, I should say. What am I, what am I talking about? Um, but I think some of these others about, oh, you know, I heard this and from someone that worked at Disney and they swore that this happened. Again, I'm going to try to avoid all of that stuff moving forward. And I don't think that anything we went through today was particularly not credible, but just want to throw this out there that whether it's someone that is, you know, more spiteful of Disney for whatever reason, because of something that happened when they were a cast member there or whatever for whatever reason doesn't view disney as positively nowadays i would just say like maybe take things with a grain of salt or heck even someone that just kind of thinks they're funny and wants to put something wacky in a message board to see if something can take off and go viral quote unquote so um i'll say it one last time just with magical mondays today and then in general i'll i'll try to do a good job of or a better job of saying this each episode, but let's just take everything with a grain with a grain of salt. We'll be really careful to pick what seem like good stories, but you just can't obviously believe absolutely everything is true. So even though that is, you know, something we have to be watching out for, I think it's not something that I want to get in the way of what has really been a great episode to record in Magical Mondays. So 
let's not let the <laughs> the bad actors out there take away from the fact that we have told some really cool stories and some really heartwarming and fantastic inspirational stories. So with that, I will let you go. Thank you everybody so much for listening to this latest episode of Magical Monday. I hope you have a very great rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow for Tuesday Newsday. Have a magical day, everybody, and thanks again for listening.